Welcome to the Empowered Introvert Podcast Season 2. This podcast is like having a coach in your pocket that you can reach to for coaching, learning, and making significant changes in your life. I'm your host, Heidi, and I am a Sephardicide life coach, Ayurvedic health counselor, yoga teacher, solopreneur, and fellow introvert. And in this season, we're going to focus on success in career and entrepreneurship as introverts and unconventional folks that don't want to force yourself to be someone that you're not in order to be successful. I've been in business for myself for over 20 years and experienced a lot of ups and downs as I found my way. And I often tell my clients that finding meaningful, authentic work is one of the greatest journeys of self-discovery that you can go on. I'm excited to support you on your journey to fulfilling work in the second season of Empowered Introvert. So let's get started. Hello, my beautiful introvert friend and intrapreneur. Welcome to episode number 23, where we're going to talk about habits for ease in your business for intrapreneurs. And if you're also a projector or anyone that has a variable energy flow, maybe you have some mental health considerations, a lot of anxiety or some physical health considerations that mean that you don't show up in your business the way it looks like other people do and the way other people recommend because you're different. You're unconventional. And that is totally okay. I want to really normalize that you can have a successful business that works for you. And that's what this podcast episode is really based on. So if you're in a point in your business where you're feeling like there's just always too much to do, you can never get it done, you're feeling overwhelmed, and you're, you've been here long enough where you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't changing. I'm trying all of these things, but I'm kind of stuck here and I'm doing all the things that people say to do, but it's not working for me. Or also, you just don't like doing business that way. You don't like hustling or being on social media 24-7, right? So what we're really going to look at today is not so much specific habits that to do, but the concepts underlying the habits so that you can then choose from the millions of options for how of strategies and self-care to find what fits you based on your needs, your unique energy. <clears throat> and really, my goal is for you to not just feel relief in your business, but for you to come back to yourself, for you to feel like your true self at the core of your business. Because success that comes from there is going to feel so good versus success that comes from hustling and forcing other people's strategies won't feel authentic or, or sustainable. And so often you'll just get to a place where you're ready to throw the towel in. I see this all of the time. I have been here myself and 
let us help you. And I want to help you today to really, instead of going down that path to burnout and throwing in the towel, of actually being able to use the discomfort and the problems in your business to help you find your way, your path to your true self, your way of working. Because I, you know, I know in business we're focused on the results. It's like, especially in the coaching world, there's so much around numbers and whether that is number of clients or income numbers. And it really, I think it really detracts from the whole purpose. Of course, we need to eat. And of course, we want to be financially abundant. But oftentimes, in order to do that, we're sacrificing right now. We're making decisions that create pressure and hustle and that ultimately are not an experience we want to have. So I want you to create the experience that you want independent of the results that you're getting. And of course, of course, you want to get results from your business because why, why do it in the end? You do need to survive. But if you can have the experience that you want and have results, amazing, so much better. You know, it's kind of like, like you're navigating a big city, this might be New York, it might be Sao Paulo, and you're asking people, how the heck do I get to the museum? And everyone will have a different way, depending on where they're at. If, you're, if they're live, they live in the west side, if they live in the north side, they're going to tell you a different path. They are all valid. They all work for certain people. But your way, you're going to have to find on, not on your own, but you're the one who will know, right? You will know, I prefer going through the park or I prefer going downtown. And really building your business is a lot of that. It's like finding your way, asking for advice, ultimately always coming back to yourself. Also, this uh, episode is going to be the season finale of uh, season two, Introverts at Work, as I am going on travels and maintaining the podcast, although I absolutely love it. It does not feel in um, alignment with some of with the experience that I want to have while I'm traveling. And that doesn't mean that I won't pop in maybe with a special episode. I'm not sure. And also, I am looking forward to having time to regroup, to digest where the season has gone. I've really been exploring introverts at work in different capacities and moving into entrepreneurship. And I am finding my way here too. And it's important for me in my process to have time to reflect without having added pressure to be producing too much. So I am giving myself the gift of a break and we'll see when I come back. I'll be gone for over a month. So that puts us into November. Uh, so stay tuned for what is to come. Great. As we move into the episode, I do want you to know that if you need more support to figure out your habits, your systems, your processes, and put things into place, 
Right now, I have a package called Systems for Ease that is all about doing the deep downloading analysis and figuring out a plan for you to create habits and systems and processes in your business that fit you and that will guide you through the next six months of your business. So that will give you clarity and support and really help you be in alignment with the experience you want to have and the truth of who you are in your business. So you can find more about that in the show notes or on my website, HeidiJandel.com forward slash ease. Habits for ease in your business. As an entrepreneur, I am pulling this information based on my education and experience, I, which is a combination of yoga. Yoga has a deep, deep roots in, or not roots, but is concerned with, it's, it's, it's a practice, it's a philosophy, thousands of years old, concerned with well-being and how to help you feel at peace and in connection. And Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga, which puts that into practice in terms of all kinds of habits and ways of understanding self-care, nutrition, and even medicine. I also bring in life coaching, which I get through the life coach school, which is very like mind and emotion based, as well as tapping, which is very much about the nervous system, yoga, tons about the nervous system. And then I've got my own studies on introversion and human design and my experience as a business owner for the past 20 years and working with lots of business owners as colleagues, as clients, as me being the client. I have seen, I have seen all kinds of businesses, especially online ones from, you know, 20, making 20 bucks a month to making 200,000 and more a month. Now let's look at the concepts behind habits for ease. The first is reducing stimulation. Now, stimulation is any kind of input that comes into your body through your senses, your mind. And it might be the quantity of information. It might be the number of meetings, the number of offers that you're selling. All of this, it creates more to think about, more to do, more to transition and care for and keep in your brain, more to organize. And that leads to a lot of task switching. So moving from task to task, that uh, creates stimulation as opposed to having blocks of focus time where you are pinpointedly focused on getting something done. <clears throat> also, distractions in the environment, they create stimulation. And Ayurveda views all of this in terms of what's called the vata energy, and its, its characteristics are movement and overwhelm and anxiety. I like to call it a hurricane in the brain. So finding ways to reduce and simplify help to reduce the amount of stimulation that your nervous system receives and needs to process. And 
that stimulation, it creates often most times some form of stress. So less stimulation, less stress. The next concept is mindset care. Now, I don't know about you, but I have really never learned any processes to look at my thoughts and the way that I'm talking with myself and what that's creating for me. Uh, I did learn a little bit about meditation as a kid, but I never really practiced it. So and mindset care, it's really having awareness of your thoughts and the quality of them and and how you relate to your thoughts and to yourself. So the more kind and understanding you are, the less stress you're going to create, the more support you are going to feel. Emotions like urgency and pressure, a lot, oftentimes they come from the way that you are thinking, which is very much under your control. It can be habitual, but you can change it, right? So <clears throat> mindset care might look like in the morning before you start your work, you take a moment to observe the thoughts that you have right them down and the thoughts that you ha you have it's just that ongoing chatter in your brain and notice are they creating stress are they creating pressure urgency shame and having tools to work through them not not like pretending they're not there but to work through to process and transform so that you are moving into a mindset of greater empowerment greater love. But this is a lot of what I do in my one-on-one -on -one coaching. The next concept is really paying attention to your nervous system. Nervous system care. You might think about this as stress management. So your nervous system, it will respond to stimulus and it's either, you know, stressed out. Well, Balance, say balance is somewhere in the middle. If you think about an Oreo cookie, the balance is that lovely cream middle. And then there's an unbalanced state on the top, which is the kind of hyper energized stress. And then that bottom cookie layer is the low energy stress, depression, lethargy. Oftentimes, as a sensitive person, uh, you're thinking more about about that energized stress, you know, like the anxiety and the panic. So you can feel more resilient when you're nourishing your nervous system. And there are yoga practices, tapping, herbs, food, like there's all kinds of habits that you can use to do this. But most importantly, it's like thinking about how to use these habits in your daily flow like before you go to bed when you work up and wake up in the morning before you open your email right having some way to calm your nervous system before or after stressful experiences like a meeting say you have an important conversation happening having tools ready having that awareness and time to nourish your nervous system, maybe it's just one minute before 
and then afterwards to process and calm down your nervous system. When you do this, that stressful moment, it is bookended in ways that help you ease back into a more baseline, a more easeful state. And then thinking about transitions when you move from one activity to another, that is such a perfect moment for you to connect with your nervous system, i.e. your stress levels, and pull in a habit. It might be as simple as three deep breaths into the belly or laying on the ground for a couple of minutes. You, know, you want to identify those places in your day, in your workflow, where you feel your stress spike and resource yourself with habits that will help to calm your nervous system and connect with your source. Similarly, energy care or energy management. So often in our culture, we have this idea we should be on all the time, right? It's crazy. It's like there's this level of productivity, like you're only productive if you're reaching for the 11, for example. And oh my gosh, like that, like doesn't really work for anybody, but especially for those of us who have lower energy resources or have this, the need to retreat often, like that is just going to blow us out. Instead, think about your energy as a sine wave. There is an ebb and flow. And that the more that you can keep balance to the ebb and flow, then the more you're going to feel at ease, right? Balancing effort with ease. This might look like having, you know, having your client calls. You do three weeks of every week you have your client calls. And then on that fourth week of the month, you don't do client calls. In fact, you, maybe you schedule some catch-up work, admin work, something that requires less energy from you. Maybe you don't schedule anything there at all. I know. Crazy. And with your energy management, it's important to consider, of course, what, what else is happening in your life. COVID really drove this home for us. When you have a lot of stress happening in one area of your life, Ideally, you need to help adapt the other areas of your life so that you can help to keep your energy, keep yourself from burning out. And sometimes you need more rest than other times. The seasons are another place where you can sync your energy with the qualities of the season. Talk a lot about this in Ayurveda, but you can choose different activities based on whether it's summertime and you're feeling more energized and expansive versus wintertime where you're more in, introverted and naturally spending more time inside. When you sync your activities that way, you don't have to push against the energy that's happening around you. You can just kind of get on and ride it and allow yourself to to be held in that flow of the seasons. 
And most importantly, when it comes to energy management, it's about knowing your own needs. You know, if you are not one of those people who is like, like has a huge energy resources and, you know, we kind of build our society around that expectation, then it's really, really important for you to engage in a loving, compassionate self-study to discover where your energy flows and when you would benefit from more rest, more quiet, more retreat. And then allow yourself that. Begin to build it into your your schedule, the way that you manage your time. And from a place of support and acceptance and letting go of the shame. Because typically we have comments in our head. We have those social pressures about being productive that then create shame for us. So that's one of those things in the mindset area that you can give some attention to. And when you let that go, sometimes it's a practice. Sometimes it's, you know, there's, there's, there's a relationship there that you have to manage for t- over time. But when you can move more into respecting your energy and building your business around it, then it's going to feel more easeful, 100%. The next concept for more easeful habits or habits for more ease in your business is to approach growth in a gentle, expansive, curious way. To build in reflection into your work process. This is so important. For you to really reflect and observe how your business is feeling, what is working for you on, on different levels, on an energy level, on a client level, on a financial level, and to really inform your decisions from your experience that you're having and use the, the, the successes and especially using the discomforts or the quote-unquote failures to learn and extract just one or two things, items that you can experiment on, continue to try but modify in a different way. And approaching this from really a place of, you know, you're evaluating, but it's from a place of totally accepting, like accepting the experience versus evaluating it so you can fix it. You know, so often we just want to get to the result. We we are on an urgent mission to make money. And so when we see something's not working, that we think that we're doing it wrong, we feel bad about it. We see everyone else doing it differently and whatnot. It just creates a lot of drama that you can drastically reduce by moving into acceptance. Yeah. Then the last concept that I want to share today is to create more ease, is to have clarity on your vision, mission, and values. 
for yourself and your business. No, you are the foundation of your business. It's an extension of who you are. So when you are clear on what your values are, like you value kindness, you value authenticity, you've, you know, you value learning and writing it down, that will help you know, help inform your decisions. So the same is true for your mission. Like, who do you serve? How do you serve them? Why do you serve them? What is the impact that you hope to create, that you are working towards? Then what is the vision? What is the vision that you are creating? What is it that you would love to see that you are this like life, personal life, business life, and the impact that your business has? You know, think big here. When you have these three pieces, big and you base them on what we've just talked about, these concepts for knowing yourself, your energy, your mindset. The, when values, mission, and vision really truly reflect who you are, then it might take you know some time to figure out what they are. They don't need to be perfect. Then you can use them to make decisions, to quote-unquote justify Maybe some of the crazy ways that you're doing business, like taking a week off every every month or, you know, a Friday off every week, whatever it is, because that reflects values. It reflects your vision for what work can be. So those are concepts. We've got reducing stimulation, mindset care, nervous system care energy, care, and management, gentle growth, and clear values, mission, and vision. So from here, these concepts, they'll help you choose your habits, the systems, and the processes that you build into your business. And think about this in a holistic way. It's not just like the, the, that you're using Slack for your communication with your clients but how you want Slack to integrate into the rest of your life. Like, do you wake up in the morning, roll out of bed and check your Slack? No, do not do that. You know, you might have fixed times. You're on Slack from 9 to 12 every day. Boom, that's it. And <clears throat> feel free to experiment. You know, don't, sometimes we think that we're in that fixing mind. We think it has to be a certain way. And then we bring in that rigidity, we create pressure, and then we don't follow through, we follow through imperfectly, and we feel shame, and then we go right back into our old negative feedback loops. Building your business is a process of self-discovery, of experimentation. Finding the habits that work for you are, you know, it, it's an ongoing experiment. And so often, I don't want to like overly plug coaching here, but I know for me that I get so overwhelmed, my system gets so overwhelmed that when I have some support, when I have a coach, when I have a mastermind or, you know, some other place where I am 
regularly showing up and reflecting and being held accountable, that it is it just creates strength and a container for me to do this kind of work. And in a way that is more efficient and feels just more connected and lovely. So putting it into practice, what does it look like? And I'll just share one potential example here. So one thing that I hear a lot of people like me complain about is being on social media, you know, posting on social media. We hear that we're supposed to be on there every day. I had recently a coach say that that with this economy, you need to be showing up multiple times a day. And you know what I think about that is like, hell no. <laughs> I, if I have to, that, no, that's just not happening. But like, we hear this and you might be doing this where you think, okay, I need to be on there every day. I need to do video. I need to be, you know, consistency is king. And then you feel pressure, you feel stress and you, don't follow through. You don't do that, right? So you feel inadequate. And then you think that, then you blame yourself. You think that, oh, like I'm not getting as much response as I should. And there you go. We're right into some crazy negative thinking. But even if you do do it, like you end up pushing beyond your natural energy flow. And that not only does it it depletes you, but it feels inauthentic. Other people sense that, and then it ends up not really working. Plus, as the it's not a like as the basis for creating clients in your business, it's not really sustainable. So eventually, you're gonna it's just gonna come to a stop at some point. But the whole experience, like you end up using it against yourselves and. You feel limited, you feel exhausted, and it erodes your relationship with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot of places in our business where we do that. So what do you do? I want to give you some questions to help you on your journey to more easeful habits. The first thing to do is to take a piece of paper. And just real quickly, write out all the areas where you feel stressed in your business, right? This might be social media. It might be you're responding to clients. It might be working with a certain kind of client. It might be a new offer, whatever. List it out. List them all out. <clears throat> and then pull out your top three. With those, with each one of those, I want you to grab a new piece of paper and write Right at the top, you know, social media, being consistent on social media, whatever it is. And then ask yourself, why am I doing it this way? I want you to notice where this comes from. Is it coming from because you paid a bunch of money to somebody and they told you that this is the way they, they did it? Is it because you see it working for other people? Why are you doing it that way? The next question is, what is my relationship with myself around this? You know, am I pushing myself? Am I being critical? Am I being supportive and loving and gentle? Or am I shaming myself? Yeah. Notice 
the quality of your relationship, the thoughts and the feelings. Then the next question is, if I allowed myself to do it the way that I truly want, what would it look like? And I want you to spend time with this because our initial reaction will most likely be to tell it to go fuck itself, right? Like, fuck social media. (laughs) But oftentimes, it's not all bad. Like, we're moving from one end of the spectrum of the other. So ask yourself, you know, how would would it, if I did it the way I truly want, what would it look like? Let yourself, like, kind of get the rage out. And then ask, how else? How else could I do it? How else would I do it and love it? Right? How else? How else? How else? Ask yourself how else over and over and over until you get complete. You feel complete. And then the last question is, if I showed up that way, the way that you allow yourself to show up, what would the impact be? impact on your relationship with yourself, with your business, with your clients, with your finances, impact with your community. Okay. All right, my friends, this was an awesome episode. I'm really glad to end the season on this note. I hope that you take this and spend some time, come back to it, take some notes and really integrate it to find that relief, to find your way of doing things. And know that I am here to help either with systems for ease, my one-on-one coaching. You have any questions, you just want to let me know (laughs) what your experience is like. You can find me on social media, on my website, I'd love to hear from you, especially why uh, while I am on my my travels and in between seasons. So thank you so much for tuning in, for being here in season two of The Empowered Introvert. And I wish you an amazing October and I look forward to connecting in the future. So take care, friend, and I will see you next time. Hi, beautiful introvert. If you found this podcast valuable, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe and leave a review. The small gesture helps the podcast be more visible and gets it into the hands of the folks that can use it most. It also contributes to the mission of empowering more introverts like you. So you can leave a review at Podchaser, which is the directory for podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you so much.